motherfucking Benson. How are you, sir? Good. Uh, well, I'm all right, man. I'm. I'm. Uh, I got the. Uh, man, I hate to. I, I don't want to bring you down. I don't want to bring the vibe down. I got. Uh, Let's go. I got. I got the. Uh, I got the bivalent booster and my flu shot at the same time on Thursday. Um, and I. I got my ass whooped, bro. I I have not had. I have not had a single side effect from any of the vaccines or boosters that I've gotten so far, but something about that combination was just a little bit more than my body was ready for. And I've been down and out dog. I'm down and out. Fortunately, bro, you're, you're a human being, man. You can only take so much, as much as we like to think that you're a goddamn alien wrecking machine. You're, you're a mere mortal, man. I am, man. I am, I am a mere mortal. And from time to time I get straight up fucking mortalized and that's what's going on right now but you know what dude i feel i feel a power i feel a power that is near me that is drawing me out yeah this uh of this slump and do you know what that power is dog well besides me that i like to think that's what you thought but i'm thinking it's master of reality i'm thinking it's the combination of you yeah and master of reality that's what's going on this particular album that i hold in my very hand if there's any cure for your sickness it is that album i feel like i feel i feel like master of reality for many people for all of us is both the illness and the cure because there's fucking sick riffs on here man they're they're bad they're dark and evil and scary. They tear you down in your core. And then what do they do? They turn around and they breathe that life right back in, man. What a fucking record. What a, what a great record. It, it's uh, shit, man. I don't know. Did it invent doom metal or heavy metal? Is that the, a lot of people credit the first Black Sabbath song from Black Sabbath as that. But like, I feel like it's really this. I Man, I, I wish that I could say, I know that you, if you if you dive into the histories, you'll be able to find a whole lot of different people who are going to tell you a whole lot of different things about sort of this album and, and Black Sabbath's legacy contextualized within the history of heavy metal, the history of doom metal, the history of a number of other subgenres. My my personal stance at this point, and like I don't, I, my personal stance, I, I don't say that I take this like specifically sort of look down on anybody else's, but I just don't really care anymore about the historical aspect of it as much, about whether or not it was the first. One thing that I do think is just like undeniable about this record, regardless of any sort of timing or anything like that, um is just it's it's how influential it is you know like you can't you can't overstate the importance of literally every second of music on this record you know right and i guess like that matters so much more than whether it was first or invented anything or not it's like if if the thing that really invented it was there but nobody remembers it then what the fuck's it matter everyone remembers this shit Exactly, man. First yeah. ain't always best, and that's okay. Right. Um, but like, it, right. you know, in the conversations in which people want to say that Black Sabbath is, you know, was the first heavy metal band, or again, like, I don't, I don't say any of that to contest any of those things. It's just like, I, and I understand the allure of that of that conversation. But like at this yeah. point, the that's thing that's most the thing is most interesting to me is just like continuing to go back and enjoy it, and then you know, to look at sort of how it's reverberated across all these different genres with all these different sort of strands of influences that people have pulled from this record and taken in all kinds of really interesting directions. You know, you, if you look at sort of the history of, you know, 
sort of the evolution of Doom, if you specifically want to talk about sort of couching this record within uh, within the history, within the scope of, of Doom metal, like sort of as a as a subgenre of heavy metal and then as a subgenre itself, which has a number of different subgenres. Look at all the different variety that you've got. Um, from some of the really atmospheric, airy sort of funeral doom stuff with clean vocals and like this sorrowful but still colorful musical palette. It's just really interesting. You know, it's beautiful. And then on the other side of that, you've got like Serpentine Path and like, uh, you know, disgusting fucking death doom that is yeah. plotting, malevolent, slow, um, filthy dirty music you know and 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 to look at this record sort of uh being a stepping stone to both of those things is just really cool even now even after knowing that for so long and even after spending that much time with these songs like going back to it and being like god damn look at what came from this it's pretty cool to me man yeah man it's one of those it's one of those things you truly never get tired of like you said you can't overstate the uh the importance and the allure of this record enough man every time i go back and listen to it i'm like that might be it man it might be my favorite sabbath aussie album but then you know that that all it always happens every time i listen to this i have to question whether it's actually my favorite or not you know what i mean it brings it, yeah yeah man i mean i don't i don't think you're alone either like i yeah I, I hope not i feel like a lot of i feel like a lot of people even i feel like the gravity of this record is so great right that even if you can on most days say like, well, obviously Sabotage is my favorite Aussie era Black Sabbath record or whatever. Just like just the hype and the reverence and sort of the timelessness of Master of Reality is is like so strong that I feel like it tempts people to say that it's their favorite, even even if it's not. You know what I'm saying? I feel like it's like the default position. Um specifically because it's that much of a tentpole in their discography and just heavy metal in general dude when i was a teenager discovering this i always yeah. thought it was uh it was kind of weak because there were songs about jesus on it you know yeah <laughs> I, <laughs> I remember yeah you know like you dive into some of the with us you know and even with me and you being a few years apart in age like we we came up with sort of Black Sabbath being like this elder sort of misanthropic fucking uh, spooky evil band, right? Like Black Sabbath, Ozzy Osbourne, you know, you watch the Osbournes when you were a kid. When I was, you know, in my in my late teens, you're watching the show and he's talking about like the Prince of Darkness and all this other shit like that. Like the funny thing about the Osbournes was that they were this this normal ish type family, this funny family or whatever with the patriarch being like the son of the devil himself, you know? So you've got this fucking spooky imagery, this evil sort of malevolence that's built up around Black Sabbath and Ozzy Osbourne and everything like that. And so when you take that knowledge that you sort of absorbed culturally, just growing up at the time that you did, and you go back and you look at some of those, some of those records like Master of Reality, um, and you see like, there's a lot more than just like spooky sort of, doom gazing going on here like there's there's another kind of doom gazing there's that kind of doom gazing that's like i want to feel the presence of god somewhere and i don't spiritual man yeah like yeah and that's one of the one of the things that you one of the things that i have grown with as a sabbath fan and also just like as an adult you know like is sort of struggling with the nature of reality right yeah and thinking about kind of where 
where I want the energy that I put into making my life worth living, where I want that to come from. And I feel like master of reality is this really interesting sort of meditation on where to get that power, like which master it is that you're going to serve. Um, and, you know, those are just things that I've thought about over the years because I've definitely had these times where I have pulled negative energy from within myself and I've really sort of expended that, I've burned on that, used that as fuel for a while. And it's gotten me some interesting places and I've accomplished some great things. It's also like a little bit corrosive, I feel like. Yeah. And then the, the, the flip side of that is to, to look on some of the more hopeful stuff on here. Um, and like not just that, but not, not just lyric wise, but musically right? There's like a lot of places where there's these melodies, these really ethereal sounding music on here. Yeah. You can think about sort of asking questions and, and drawing that kind of energy um, from within yourself or from outside of yourself and trying to focus more on, on positive endeavors or like, you know, affirmative endeavors. And to be able to look back and see sort of that tension in this record that, you know, and that's the thing that I definitely did not notice when I was a kid listening to this for the first time. But as I've gotten older, it's one of the things it's one of the black Sabbath is one of the bands that's really been rewarding for me, like philosophically and spiritually. Right. To be able to I look, couldn't agree. Say, look at all this. Couldn't agree more, bro. The older I get, the more I think about stuff like that here in this music and the more I'm inspired by their ability to like hide that kind of within yeah. the, in the music like they're like masters of disguise in a way too yeah like, yeah especially since this has a kind of a reputation for being like the heaviest and most like dark evil sounding yeah. sort of sabbath legendary like record but when you dig deeper the so songs like that are in there and i thought i always thought that was inspiring kind of like how the lyrics to paranoid are like really loathsome and depressing and like kind of horrific but it's like the most upbeat like this year like song and i always was inspired by that like i thought yeah, yeah. I think that's great and yeah it's flawless man do you do you think that master of reality is their heaviest record i mean i definitely think it is with the classic Line. With the Aussie, with with, with the, Aussie, with with the, the classic Aussie lineup. lineup for sure. Yeah, but uh, like we've said many times on this podcast, I feel I feel like Born Again is the heaviest Black Sabbath record. I see, I, we have said, as we have said many times on this podcast, and, uh, yeah. and as I am, uh, as I am compelled to restate now, yeah, I do. Yeah. I I side with Barnes, man. I think I think that uh, I, I think agree, that, man. I think yeah. Born Again is the heaviest Black Sabbath record. I do feel like Master of Reality is probably. Dehumanizer is pretty fucking heavy too. Yeah, Dehumanizer is yeah. heavy as shit. Oh yeah, man, absolutely heavy as shit. So I, I feel like if I'm gonna put Master of Reality at the top of something, it's uh, I don't know because like I feel like Paranoid should be like the most culturally sort of um, vital offering yeah. that Black Sabbath has given us. But part of me, it, it, as far as in like inside the metal sphere of influence, like I think that I have to go with with Master of Reality being the most important Black Sabbath record. I agree for sure. And I think it's uh, I, I only think this might be weird, but I feel like Paranoid isn't as celebrated as an album because the artwork is nowhere near as iconic as Master of Reality is. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like if, if Paranoid had Master of Reality's artwork, I feel like it'd be like Dark Side of the Moon. Yeah, man, I hadn't even thought about that before, but you're probably right. There's definitely like there there is sort of an element to, to the Master of Reality artwork. that's so simplistic, but at the time it captures so much about the cultural era era of uh, uh, the cultures from the era in which it came out um and then also like there is a timelessness about it you know like was this was this not literally 
Well, maybe I, I don't remember actually. How early in Death Comes Lifting did you do the Master of Iron? Oh, dude, it, logo. Was, one of the, it was one of the first designs we ever did. I had that before we even had a website. It's, 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 yeah, man, it's yeah. like <laughs> it's inimitable. Like it, it yeah, is, it was, you, it was there. It's all, it's, it's, uh, so iconic. And there's just no way, like, when you want to do some sort of like I personally and obviously the you know metal has become really I guess everybody sort of has really become into this but like um sort of designs that that ape retro designs or something like that you know products that parody classic things or something like that I feel like master of reality is one to just easily continuously come back to because it's so iconic because if you're gonna do sabbath there's no other choice really for real you know what i mean like yeah that that, that's all and that's what's so uh that's so weird about them how like kind of inconsistent their artwork is for lack of a better term you know yeah overall just discography it's so it's so cool but it's so strange yeah and i i I think that that one of the interesting sort of stories that that helps tell is the is the journey of the album art sort of as part of the album presentation itself you know like the combination of the visual aspects and the musical aspects of these things put together like if you look through black sabbath's history you can see times when like there was a lot of effort and there was a lot of thought sort of put into how to connect this imagery to the music that you're hearing you know and then there are other times where it's just like fuck it we just showed up and this is what happened you know what i mean um and so like seeing seeing sort of the back and forth with that kind of importance tied to different aspects of, of how this whole thing is presented and then you look at other bands um who are sort of evolving along along different lines like um you know like pink floyd or rush or bands that were a little bit more progressive that were really sort of tying uh the visual aspect of what they did to the musical aspect of what they did like inextricably uh, black sabbath i don't think necessarily was always about that early on in their career i feel like later it definitely became a lot a lot more relevant but um, it is cool to sort of look back at the uh, the history of of album art and, yeah. and how it sort of relates to you know the themes of the record, the title of the record, that kind of stuff. And speaking of lyrics, theme, and title, I mean, fucking Geezer Butler, the absolute hero yeah, of, of lyrics, man. I think this is this might be his his finest hour as well as a as a lyricist as a philosopher as a fucking bass player dude yeah man bass and on like, this is thick with three c's my friend i'm curious about i'm gonna look something up real quick because i am not entirely sure actually i have no idea what the answer is so let's see geezer if, butler born in 1949 so how old was he when this came out was it 72 that this came out in 71 71 so fucking 22 is it is that, child is that right i don't know I, I gotta pull the calculator up man you think i know that off the top of my head i forgot you're a fucking english teacher i can't do math like <laughs> basic math 49 mm. to 71 yeah 49 plus 20 is 69 plus 2 is 22 so that's 71 I almost feel like you should cut this part of the podcast out so yeah, that people don't see that I have, I literally just had to type this into my calculator to confirm that that is what that very, very basic math procedure yields. 
Bro, the um, vaccine's eating your brain right now. It's not your fault. I am, dude, it is. I'm being eaten alive yeah. by the combination of the I'm, booster and the fluster. The I'm two of these things you together. Even showed up, dude. It warms my heart. Man, I uh, I was giving myself a pep talk for a couple of minutes while you were sitting here by yourself. That was me. <laughs> that was me. <laughs> Going in the kitchen and grabbing my fucking, my Alani new witch's brew. That's so great. Uh, Dude, uh, I love you, man. I love you, homie. That's so the show. The show must go on. Yeah, dude, definitely. Um, I would would do the same for you in a heartbeat, man. What, what, what genius shit were you up to at the age of 22 years old when Geezer Butler was writing this like life affirming fucking void gazing shit? What were you doing at 22? You go first and then I'll tell you about some of the genius shit that I was doing at 22 years old. Well, I was certainly doing lines of coke off of this record. (laughs) So there's that. (laughs) You know what I mean? It's, uh, I think <laughs> oh, Geezer man. would. I think Geezer would be proud of me on that one. I was trying oh, to absorb something. I didn't get the deeper meaning till later, but I yeah. was trying to absorb it now. I don't think. I don't think I. Uh, I don't think I did any lines of cocaine off of this record, but I certainly wasn't putting any fucking gems of wisdom. Yeah. Uh, like after forever out into the world, I um. Let's see. I, I was really uh, trying to, but it wasn't working out. Yeah, no, I was like, I was too busy doing things like uh, shoplifting Listerine from CVS and drinking it in their parking lot because that was really the only way that I could afford to get fucked up. Like, Maybe. I uh, 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 trying to fit Hungry Man's from the uh, from the frozen food section underneath my flannel shirt, put one in each armpit and walk mm. out of there. Boom, that's good eating right there, homie. That's good dinner. I love how we're representatives of a uh, health and wellness brand, bro. This is is a true full circle thing. We had to see the darkness before we could, before we could strive for the light dog. Very geezer butler of you, man. It is for real, man. For real. Like we need to, uh, we, I want to get, we, we talk about wanting to get like Bill Ward and, and Tony, Tony, the cat on here, but like, I would really love to talk with geezer too, man. He just seems like a wise motherfucker, you know? He also like low key seems like kind of a dick, doesn't he? little bit in a way yeah like yeah. I, I and but part of me wonders just like i feel like he just doesn't want to be here you know he doesn't want to be interviewed i that's yeah just, i get that's just i get kind that of the and thing. then i also feel like once you've been on earth long enough like you're just right. kind of a dick you know what i mean sure. and i i don't feel like it comes from a place of malevolence like there are certain understandings about modernity like the our current time right that right. become difficult to sort of reckon with when you come from the past and like what a fucking stupid line of thought I'm on right now what a horrible batch of things that I'm saying but like I feel like once you hit a certain age like you're you're just like being alive is going to kind of make you come off like a dick you know what I'm saying or yeah you're just like in pain and shit too you know what he's I mean? in pain like so he's in pain and like he's watching like you know, the world fall apart, like Brexit and COVID and all this other shit. And then he's like, while he's looking at this, he's also contending with like having to turn an entire mixing board upside down and shake all of the Eagles leftover cocaine out of it. And he can't recognize, he can't reconcile these two things, right? He's like, is the world still a place where there's just excess Eagles cocaine laying all over the place? It's, it's so much of it. It's an inconvenience, right? The world's not that anymore. The world is a place of, uh, of, of excess horror and and geezers just have a i'm sorry man no dude that was the most profound analogy that's been made on this podcast i'm gonna take that with me like <laughs> what 
the world has like leftover fentanyl in it and not <laughs> cocaine you know what that's, i mean that's it's, right we've we've switched we've uh right. we've flipped the script it's gone from it's gone from the wonders of eagles cocaine to the horrors of of homemade fentanyl just being stuck in you know literally any white powder that you'd find at a at a right. grocery store or whatever the, also this is bullshit um if you're listening to to the death comes lifting podcast for the right for the first time right now and you're and you're getting some of these gems about sabbath sunday i just want to let you know man yeah we're not always like this <laughs> Or are not, we secretly or, always like? Yeah. This what if you know? This is the uh, this is when the facade is pulled away when yeah, um, is... when everything else is gone at at my base at my core. I'm just like this complicated relationship with Geezer Butler. That's all I am. <laughs> yeah, man. That's all we all are, <laughs> that's and that's we what we're here to expose and enlighten <laughs> on Sabbath Sunday. Yeah, man. It's, the, it's Halloween Eve on Sabbath Sunday right now. You know we're getting fucking weird and dark. It is, brother. Devil's Night will be a scorcher. I, I had a yes. question for you about... So I, the version of Master of Reality that I'm holding right now is the... I, th- I think it was the one that was released in 26... Uh, yeah, this is the one that was 2016. It was remastered sometime before then. But there's some other stuff on here that I thought was really cool that i had not heard until this came out and which was oh, pretty shit. cool because 2016 was way into my tenure as a sabbath fan but weevil woman 71 have you ever heard that i have not ever heard that bro it is a song that was recorded during these sessions um that i don't know if it was see it's evil woman weevil weevil, weevil. so so evil woman right i know that not yeah weevil. you know that that's yeah. that was the part of the single that they did Look up so Weevil Woman W E E V I L Weird Woman seventy one of all it's 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 not in my mind, bro. It's not as good as anything else on the record. As a matter of fact, it's not great. It's not very good. But it's like it's it's Sabbath that I, I hadn't heard before, you know, From and of course, era, this has yeah. been like, what, seven years ago at this point. So it's but it still feels very new, you know, so. Oh, I can't it, wait to listen to it, man. Yeah, check it. Check it out. Check it out. This. Yeah. The, so this is the version. This version, I think. Um, who is it? Vertigo. I think Vertigo put out these remixes in the UK. Uh, a, a couple years beforehand and then in 2016 Warner Brothers and Rhino got together and did like a bunch of different reissues for a handful of different uh, I, I think it might have been all eight of the original ones and there were some other ones too uh, but I think those might have been specifically in the UK like the Tony Martin one got some UK stuff like Eternal Idol got the same treatment uh, uh, it so was sick. not released here though yeah 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 it's pretty sick but this one has a second disc with Weevil Woman um a version of Sweet Leaf with alternate lyrics, um, an instrumental version of After Forever, uh, a version of Children of the Grave with alternate lyrics. Just pretty cool shit, man. Lord of this World um, with some piano and slide guitar in it. So just some oh, different shit. versions of stuff that you that you might not have heard before or that if you are you know super familiar with these versions of these songs and you kind of wanted to get some insight into the their evolution between being written and being recorded. Um, could be an interesting thing for you to check out on a Dude, on a little October 30th Sunday. That is exactly what I'm doing. And I'm like almost ashamed of myself that I, I didn't know any of that. I've never heard no, of dude. those songs, dude. And you, you just, dude, you just gave me a huge gift, brother. And I love it is, it is, this is, 
I love you too, brother. Yeah. This is not shame, though. This no, is I where you, you get stoked about this shit. Like loving Black Sabbath as long as you have, and now being able to discover other Black Sabbath that you didn't know was there. Like, how fucking dope is that? Yeah, dude, I'm freaking out right now, especially about the mass, which leads into a question I was going to ask you, and I'll answer my own question. My favorite track on this album is uh, Lord of This World. That's one of my favorite Sabbath songs ever. So I'm really, really psyched to hear that version of that song. Yeah. So what is your favorite song on here? <sighs> Into the Void. Yeah, that's that's my second favorite. It was between those two, but yeah. Dude, Into, Into the, the Void. Is yeah, so like I, I, dude, I just had so much of a fucking, such a, so many milestones with this. Um, Children of the Grave was the first song I ever learned to play on guitar. Um, the uh all of some of the covers on nib and nib uh, nativity in black and nativity in black too um like with the new metal bands on nativity in black too okay. like godsmack covered sweet leaf um and then like coc covered i think into the void on that first one okay. and they were a band that i was really into so just like seeing this there was something about seeing the connections between the other bands that i liked that were like newer bands at the time um sort of going back and, and breathing new life into this stuff like there was it was just really cool for me and i was able to see that connection between um, master of reality specifically um and a lot of the sludgier stuff that i sort of grew up with coming from south arkansas that sort of seeped up from down in louisiana bands like crowbar and acid bath and um the really like i hate god those those deep deep blues influences that those bands were putting into it like you can look back at master reality and be like well shit there it is that's it that is it in that that genre for sure and i fucking love all those bands which makes so much sense man they are that's like into the void is like i hate god like zero point yeah i mean it's it's absolutely is and it's still heavy and it's still catchy and like Man, I, I think I might just end up listening to Master of Reality. It might just be a Master of Reality Halloween, dog. I think that I think this was meant to be, dude. And it is I agree. Be a Master of Reality Halloween. This for is definitely for everybody that listens to this. This is definitely the pick me up that I needed today. I feel I feel the the evil machinery that's altering my DNA, sort of receding. Right? I feel like it going. It's going away. It's being purged from my body by Black Sabbath. And I feel like I've done my job this Halloween season, sir, to give you that or to help you achieve that in some small way. So where would I be without you, brother? I don't know. I don't want feelings mutual. I don't want to know either. You got uh, you going to are you going to go do something like physical today or are you just fucking shacking up? What's the weather out up out there there right now? It is uh, about 50 degrees, dreary, odd autumnal. And I'm going to go for a walk for sure. Listen to some spooky jams. But I've been uh kicking my own ass all week working out and i've been so busy this month so i'm just like taking the next two days to kind of chill the fuck out and dude that's, that's i hope be my plan i hope that it is an enlightening and uh rejuvenating period of chilling for you man you Thank work you. hard as fuck you deserve it you too man and i hope i really hope you start to feel better i hope oh man i'm this is what you need man i'm gonna i'm gonna snap right out of it uh, maybe yeah. not maybe not today but i'm sure that by tomorrow morning like jesus christ this can't last much longer <laughs> but uh 
I just, it's just it can't be. I mean, if yeah. I wake up tomorrow and I'm still like the, the thing that's surprising me most, man, is how fucking sore I am. Like, I don't think I've ever had the flu before. Otherwise, I would I would have been like, I feel like I've pulled muscles. Like, I feel like I. Oh, yeah. It's you wrecked, bro. You just I, need to drink water. That's all. That's all. You yeah, do. I'm well, yeah. I'm about to I'm going to continue to suck down a bunch of fucking water. I'm not curbing my Halloween candy consumption. Like, God damn it. There's two days in, in, in which you really get to do this and just feel fucking super guilt free about it. And I'm not going to lose that shit. But I'm going to drink some water. I'm going to chill out. I'm going to listen to Master of Reality. And I'm going to think about you walking out in the woods, enjoying Fuck yeah. the, uh, the autumnal weather and uh, just how grateful I am to have you in my life, dog. Right back at you. I think I'm going to listen to Cradle of Filth on my walk today in your honor, man. I'm going to throw, hey, throw it on Cruelty and the Beast. <laughs> it is definite Cradle weather, man. All I right. hope you dig it. I hope you enjoy. You're the man. Thank you, dude. I love you. Love you too, All man. There. Always good to see you. Always yeah. yours in Sabbath. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween, my G. Happy Halloween.